developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. This episode of This Is Us 2 is brought to you by minutewithmary.com. It's the month of love and the month for smooches and the month for just adding some color back to your face. If you're like me and you've gone as pale as Edward Cullen, don't worry, guys. We've got a quick fix. It is my lip gloss. My lip gloss, which is non-sticky. You know know when you wear lip glosses and when you pull your lips apart, it's like you got a mozzarella stick in between your lips. You know what I'm talking about. None of that tackiness. Just sheer glossiness, buttery smooth. You, as a listener of This Is Us 2, are going to get a 15% discount on any MinuteWithMary.com lip gloss of your choice. Just head on over to MinuteWithMary.com slash discount. What are you going to say to Toby? I'm just going to be very clear about what my family needs from him and about what I need from him. And just so you know, you always have a safety net. I'm available if you need a, a friend's marathon. Whatever. <laughs> Am I slowly becoming one of those women whose best friend is their mom? <laughs> Stranger things have happened. From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Mary Larson. My name's Blake, and I am happy to report, very happy to report, that we're coming at you from our brand new remodeled studio that we have. Yes. So if we sound a little different, it's because we've remodeled the place and hopefully it doesn't sound too echoey. Hopefully it doesn't sound too ugly. We're going to find out. We are definitely going to find out. We're going to find out real soon. So yeah, that's You're that. A wizard. <laughs> oh, I, I I hit the wrong button. Sorry, ladies and gents, hit the wrong button. It's all good. It's all good, man. <laughs> I mean, you, you are a wizard, Harry. I mean, I guess I guess it's magical that we're in a new place. Yeah. I'll take it. Oh, me too. I'll take it. I'll, I'll be fine with that. Uh, so I'm still adjusting all of the sounds. I'm still adjusting uh, the, the levels of our microphones. Um, this is all kind of happening all at once, ladies and gents. It's all good, man. So just just be patient with us, if you will. I can hear Patience I can hear a little on. echo in my in my uh, and it's driving <laughs> hey, me bananas. We're gonna can, have to fix this. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> while you do that, it's Mary story time, and I am so thankful that the big three are now known as the sad three. Episodes have lined up that the way they have, uh, because obviously I connected with Randall's episode. Blake connected last week with with uh, Kevin's episode, mm-hmm. and then I yet again. Felt very connected to this episode. Uh, Many of you listening may feel the same way. You know, you grow up in life having your parents be superheroes. 
you know, indestructible beings who've always got your back, who always say the right thing, or you always need to do what they say, even if it's not right, uh, because they are the boss and they're Mm -hmm. indestructible. And at a certain point in your life, (coughs) teenage years, um, (laughs) you start to make up your own decisions and you're going to see your parents in a way that isn't superhero that Mm -hmm. is destructible you're going to see their faults you're going to see their weaknesses and it's this really interesting dichotomy and we got to see it while kate is giving that sass to rebecca you know saying like whatever i love him and i don't care that you don't like him i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do and i'm actually gonna go leave and go to the cabin tonight Mm -hmm. and i feel like many people have had that kind of a situation with their parents when you call them out and you say listen i'm my own person um And it's really hard. It's really hard because not only are you becoming an adult, but I know that this happened for me. Not only as I was becoming an adult, uh, my parents were going through a divorce and um, I used to get into a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble in those years when my parents were breaking up, um, even prior to the divorce. And I remember... What kind of trouble are you talking about? Stupid trouble. I remember telling my parents... You are lucky to have me as a daughter. <laughs> you're not. You're not going out and like gangbanging no, trouble. You're just. That was the problem. Is that I think because of the stresses going on in their own lives, um, particularly with my mom, mm-hmm. um, I got into a lot of trouble with my mom. I think my mom thought I was being sexually promiscuous. I wasn't having sex at all. No, you were too busy watching ET. <laughs> I think my mom <laughs> thought that I was uh, partying. <laughs> Once again, I was too busy watching E.T. And and playing in band. (laughs) So it was a really difficult time. And I remember, you know, I was just starting to sprout my own wings. And I've talked about this podcast, how like the one day I skipped school, I went to go to Boston to go college shop. Like, (laughs) but it was, um, it was during those teenage years while my parents were going through difficult times while, you know, my mom and I butted heads a great deal. And I looked at this episode with Kate and Rebecca butting heads as Rebecca's dealing with the grief of losing her husband mm-hmm. as she's dealing with finding a new career and a new job. And then in the end, that just like what you played, you know what I mean? Rebecca's there for Kate. And it is interesting when you go through that transition of superhero parents, then uh, you know, you're not a superhero and I'm going to call you out on your faults and I'm going to be my own person to having this nice piece of space like what I have now where mm-hmm. I see my mom more as a friend. Granted, yes, yeah, she's my mom. She probably would hate to hear this episode um, for me to say that. But like <laughs> as a human equal who you also will have eternal love for no sure. matter your struggles. And I think that that's really, really cool. Beautiful story, Mary. Great job. Well, are you, are you being? No, like, I'm serious. I'm being legitimately honest. Oh, okay. I'm like, I'm not being. I'm not being facetious. Do you like that? I had to be careful because I think my mom will listen to this podcast episode. She actually asked right before she left for her snowbird trip, <laughs> "How like, do I download podcasts? I want to listen to that. This is us podcast that you got. <laughs> I like that you make my mom from New York <laughs> when she's not at all. Don't don't pretend like you don't do it either. I don't do it that way. Okay, all right, that's just fine. <laughs> That's fine. Well, I'm glad you like the story. I'm, Hopefully if, my if, mom if, likes the story. If you're listening, I hope you like the story, and I hope you like my impression. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she'll call in and leave a real voice. Oh, I know, right? Uh, well, I want to re- remind you guys that you can find all of uh, Mary and I's uh, amazing stories. Like, and- can walk you through it, just like you did with my mom. 
Uh, yes, I will. Uh, I can do that, and uh, you can just check us out on maryandblake.com, where you find all of our podcasts, uh, including uh, Outlander Cast, which is coming back this weekend. I'm very excited about that. We're actually going to be having some of the Outlander Cast staff at our house uh, for the premiere and uh, have some dinner and good time things going on with that. Very excited. Uh, we also have a Game of Thrones podcast, a Gilmore Girls podcast, a, a, a podcast about the Crown. We got a lot of things going on. Leftovers, Hamilton, uh, uh, Hamilton. That's right. You got, uh, don't forget about Hamilton, uh, which is going to be a movie, by the way, uh, distributed by Disney in 2021, which I cannot wait. Disney. Watch out, guys. I know. Disney's going to own our She's souls. going to own the world. Um, and then uh, also, if you want to check us out on social media, you Once can Once Disney buys Facebook, we're effed. Oh, if Disney buys Facebook, that's the Which end of the world. Which you know it will. I don't know. That's I'm a- gonna, you know what? That's like a long-term bet, but I'm just putting it out there, world. I think... F- I think Disney's going to buy Facebook. No way. There's Disney's no going to be like, I want to own your soul and make you want to sing Hakuna Matata all the time. <laughs> I will post about it constantly. Hakuna Matata. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful phrase. Crazy Disney. I love Disney, but it's creepy. Uh, if you want to uh, talk to us about Disney and potentially <laughs> buying Facebook, you can by searching any of the social media outlets except TikTok. I refuse to be part of TikTok. Oh my god! What? Because <laughs> I created a TikTok username called Marion Blake. Did you really? I swear to God! Oh goodness, great! No, I'm. I was it, debating if it should just be me because that's what I was thinking. Is you would not TikTok? No, I will not. I refuse to TikTok. I am not going to t- be. I TikToked once. I am not in on the TikTok game. Is that the verb of TikToking? I have no idea. To TikTok, what is to TikTok? I don't know. It's like weird videos, man. I know. What do you? This is crazy. Well, search all the other social media except TikTok, uh, and it, <laughs> you can uh, check us out. Just search Mary and Blake, whether it's YouTube or Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, if you want to email us too. You can just go to uh, maryandblake.com and just hit the email button or uh, this email. This is taking forever. Okay. Well, then, you know, you know what? They we don't have to keep going. Perfect. We don't have to keep going. We'll just get into the show. Thanks, Mary, for cutting me short. Appreciate that. <laughs> you know, I can't wait. Can't wait. You know what you should have just said? Plan the plane, Helen. <laughs> That's You're what welcome. you should have done. Okay, so tell me some of these. No, no, no! It's your show. Details. You do what you want. No, no, you you do all the details. It's your Here's turn. The episode details. Where you get to learn the ins and outs of how this episode was made Go because ahead, it actually Mary. is very important. Justin Hartley, yes, Kevin directed this episode. Yes, he did. What what else we got, Mary? Um, so he's also directed um, uh, uh, hello, uh, Smallville in 2011, <laughs> an episode called Dominion. Great is, job. is that about uh, Superman? That's Superman. What the heck was he doing with that show? Because he, he was on that show for a little no. bit. Yes, he was. <laughs> yes, he was. What was he doing there? I don't know. He was okay. on the show. Anyway, the writer is Laura Kanar. Mm-hmm. Good job. Uh, she also wrote The Big Day, mm-hmm. Vegas Baby, and The Last Seven Weeks. That's right. I actually quite like Laura Kanar. I, I like I the big day was one of my was one of my favorite episodes. Agreed. Of this is us. I was not a big fan of Vegas Baby. Yeah, was not a big fan of that. Uh, I liked the other three. Isn't that where the other three came from? Was it was Vegas? Oh, was that the was that the other three episode? I don't know. I can't remember now. That was like because uh, it was Bachelorette time. Um, yeah, it may, that there. may have been the other three. Yeah, it I, may have been when when we had the trifecta of. Mickey and Beth and Toby, I was yes. down, but now Toby's been displaced. To- you're out no on Toby. No longer on the other three. You're out on Toby. Uh, who, who was the... Uh, 
Shoot, who did I? Nikki. Yeah, Nikki. Nikki. He's been replaced. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, okay, we're gonna. So, Blake, what is your lemonade rating? Oh, okay. You were going with me first. I'm running it. Uh, four eight. Okay. Four eight for my lemonade rating. Toot, toot. I, I liked this episode quite a bit, um, and. I liked it actually a lot more than I thought I would because I have not been a huge fan of Kate episodes uh, because I always felt like they've they've never done Kate the kind of justice that she deserves. However, whatever Stitch Fix uh, person is sending Kate her clothes, <laughs> I want it because her nightgown, that teal lace nightgown, oh, yeah. sign me up. I was like, is that a formal gown? Yep. Because it's my color and, and si- I love Sign lace. me up. I'll take right? it. Right? <laughs> Kate always looks friggin' fabulous. So, so, yes, we don't always love the Kate episodes. No, no, but I... I love her wardrobe. I really liked this episode um, and I will say the only problem that I had... Well, I mean, well, I'll say that in my bad. I'll say that okay. in my bad. So, okay. All right, what do you got for your No, for I your thought it was a GB... Oh, lemonade reading? I give it enough. How five. many episodes of This Is Us 2 have we done? I don't done? usually run it, okay? I give it five <laughs> lemonades. What's your GBG, Blake? All right, my GBG, uh, first, the good, is uh, the journey that I think we go through with Kate and Rebecca. Uh, that that em- The emotional relationship that they have, starting off as, you know, so, mother and daughter, little baby Kate, and uh, like little toddler Kate. and Little pudding. And and then the teenage Kate, she's just so freaking angry. And then that final realization, like, oh my god, my mom's my best friend. Like that emotional journey uh, from teenage hate to becoming best friends is exactly what this is us is about. It is exactly what this show needs to do with its characters. And having the the the, the fact that they had the, the the ability for the large sprawling arc that they have and they can tell it within one episode is so special the bad for me and this is the part that makes me think that it that it's a four eight is while i think they did a great job with the arc between the two characters both kate and rebecca i feel like they they didn't give this episode the kind of juice that it needed in terms of like they built up to this thing they built up to this thing between Mark and Kate, and you think that it's coming to a head in this episode. They've they've made clues throughout the whole big three run here um, uh, for a hell of a week that, oh, we need to go rescue Kate. Something's happened to her. And then we come to realize by the end of the episode, yeah, still nothing's really happened. I mean, ha- something's happened to her. Completely disagree. But continue. But like, it's not the thing. It's leading up I to the thing. Disagree. Okay. Continue. No, fair enough. That that's fine. It's leading up to the thing, and it doesn't feel like it gives the kind of closure that Kate I think needs in this story. Uh, but the great, the great has to go, and I mean the great really, really has to go. And, I, and as a matter of fact, I'll even do this. Goes to Justin Hotley. Right. Directing this episode. Your boy Kevin directed this episode. And it had this whimsy about it. Uh, and there is a there's this great emotional through line throughout the whole episode that's written into it. But the way that it's framed with Jack in the story and Rebecca in the story and how it's shot with the cave and, uh, and the slow-mo. And, and man, just really spectacular and here's another small detail that comes up too is when they're telling the story about the lightning bugs Mm -hmm. 
at the same time, in adult time, we have Kate and Rebecca in the pool. In the pool, all the blue lighting. In the background is all the orange lighting. Mm-hmm. The opposite sides of the color wheel make for a great picture, number one. But also, number two, fluttering up behind Kate are flames, just like the lightning bugs, as Kate is recognizing, you. oh my God, I want to go back to the person that I used to be, which is like this person who has nothing but empathy for everybody. Uh, all the little flames behind her in like the, uh, like the, let's, let's call it the fire pits are fluttering behind her just like the lightning bugs have were mm-hmm. fluttering with her as a as a as a toddler so mm-hmm. just spectacular stuff what do you got Marvin? what is your gbg your good bad and <sighs> for my five because this this episode to me was a five and i know that not a lot of people are on that train that yeah. i saw is it a horse for me it's a horse <laughs> giddy Atta freaking girl. up giddy freaking up freaking up man let's do this okay my good is that Rebecca has patience with Toby not connecting like for her to say I still have faith in Toby yes. I've seen a lot of flack people being like shame on him he hasn't bonded he's been 10 months shut up shut <laughs> up shut up seriously Blake didn't bond with either of our kids until they were 12 months old uh, especially the girl that's that's next to me that's right eating now. The pr- oh, that's that eating our goldfish that's eating our snacks let me open that for you come here hey nope she's fine <laughs> she's, she's got it she giddied up herself our, our little girl just came into the studio <laughs> stole our snacks stole our snacks and walked away you're welcome glad i gave birth to you it took like honest to god guys at least 12 months to bond with eve or their ever children it's true between the fact that i was nursing and i was a stay-at-home mom um you know he was out working and we had a difficult bout with colic the first bout the first go around the second time around blake actually had male postpartum depression which i've talked before i think toby has um i don't think that guys are given enough uh, weight when it comes to their mental well-being when they have the shift of becoming a father. Obviously, we all need to be on the lookout for new moms in addition to that shift, but also the hormonal changes that they're going through. But also you need to be thinking about the dads um, and the shock of, I mean, they didn't get to prepare for this blindness. You know what I mean? Right. And I always say that moms become parents the moment they find out that they're pregnant and dads become dads the moment the baby comes home. <laughs> so Kate has had 10 months, pretty well, not she had actually was premature um, birth, but you know what I mean? She had several more months to wrap her mind around things and also had the foresight of knowing that, you know, being born premature, Jack was going to, Jack, Jack was going to have some possibilities of having some difficulties. Sure. So anyway, I love that Rebecca is giving Toby patience. I love that Rebecca especially doing is doing this because she too struggled uh, connecting with baby Randall. Mm-hmm. Remember how he wouldn't nurse? Was that what right. it was? That's right. That's what it was. She, he wouldn't nurse. And she wasn't connecting with him. Correct. So I love it. But also Rebecca's like, and if he doesn't come around, whatevs. I'm team Kate. <laughs> You can do just as good of a job raising Jack. I loved it. It was was like, I'll be here and support your husband, but if you don't want me to support him and you just want me to support you, got you, boo. (laughs) I just loved that. I loved that. Um, My great. So that was my good. My great is knowing the backstory of Bug. Right? Isn't that cool? Like, so many things have been recently, like, just kind of retconned in, sprinkled Mm -hmm. here and there, Mm -hmm. or forgotten. Rocky. Um, So, (laughs) 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 right? Shame. You're welcome. Um, but Bug has been here since season one. We've all been like, where the frig has Bug been? Now we know. And it's such a cute story. And it's just, I just love it. Love it, love it, love it. And then, what? Did you have a bad? 
my best because it's a five. Oh, you get it. You get. You're I'm going to GGB, man. GGB. This is good stuff. Okay, people may not like this episode. Wah wah wah. Okay, this episode has shown you that it's all about the Kate and Rebecca relationship. Sure. From season one, where we start off, and Kate's hating on her mom, okay, saying, I don't want to see my mom. My mom stresses me out. Mm -hmm. She always criticizes me. This is where we've got solid Kate and Rebecca. And with that whole thing with little Kate, all she wanted when she was going through that cave was her mom. All Kate has wanted and needed in her life from the time this show started has been her mom. And that is why... In this episode, yes, we don't get to see the full Pearson Mark blowout, Mm -hmm. but who goes to save her right away? Who knows that something is wrong with Kate? It's Rebecca. Absolutely. So who saves Kate all this time? is Rebecca, Mm -hmm. and Kate, even as a toddler, knew that. Oh, friggin' chills. Isn't it (laughs) ironic that what Kate's needed all this time has been the thing that she's been complaining about for the past four seasons? And and you know what? I also have to give a supplemental grade for this, or I'll I'll give you a supplemental best. Okay. All right, a supplemental best with, uh, again, I I have to play this. It goes to Rebecca and the incredible line written by Laura Kennard, you're fat, I'm ancient, we're gorgeous. Yes. (laughs) That line is awesome. Awesome. Like, that. I I just want that to be, like, put on my gravestone. Like, that is is just such great self-aware, awesome writing from Laura Kennard. And, Agreed. Uh, even better acting by Mandy Moore with that delivery. You're fat. I'm ancient. We're gorgeous. Let's go. Like, ah, oh, awesome. Are right, you ready? Can we for just some... say that every day? Yeah. <laughs> just no matter where we are, and Done. like totally out of context to yep. people. <laughs> oh my god! To anybody? Uh, yeah. You're just, fat. Yeah. I'm ancient. <laughs> We're gorgeous. Are <sighs> uh, you ready for some big, big uh, three yes. feedback? Let's do it. And we said that's three. Big three. Big three. Jessica Lepore gives this episode 4.8 Lemonades. Like a lot of people in this fandom, I struggle to enjoy Kate-centered storylines, but I think this one might be a horse. Giddy up, Jessica. Giddy freaking up. (laughs) Her good is the realness of Kate and Toby's relationship issues. I didn't think their issues would ever be good for me, but I really appreciated the portrayal of Troubles in Paradise. Previously, the issues with Toby and Kate's relationship felt kind of of random and tagged into other episodes, but in this episode, they really took their time to show the awkwardness between them especially with how Toby didn't even try to be invested in going on the trip and was almost relieved that Rebecca stepped in also the phone call to Gregory yikes (laughs) but so real right Jessica Uh, Jessica says her bad was all the stuff with Mark I get what they're doing and it's an important story to tell too many women myself included have experienced this type of relationship but I feel as though they're dragging this out a bit too much I want to get to the meat of the storyline and I guess where they're saving it is for next week and her great is I want to say this um, I want to say the story time with Jack and little Kate was shot beautifully but it has to go to the bonding between Rebecca and adult Kate. Mandy Moore and Christy Metz brought it in this episode. I adore the idea of them coming together and having a relationship at this point in their lives like they had never been able to before. Also, so relieved Rebecca told Kate about the memory issue. Um, and, oh, Jessica just became an Outlander cast clan member. Oh, 
Oh, Thanks, yeah. Jessica. Thank you, Jessica. By the way, if you want to help support the show, go to OutlanderCastClanGathering.com. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. OutlanderCastClan.com. Just OutlanderCastClan.com. Even if you're not an Outlander fan, but yeah. you're a Mary and Blake fan for This Is Us too, just know that that is a way that you can support us. OutlanderCastClan.com. And then you can uh, have any, um, you can make any kind of donation that you'd like right there. If you just want to help the show out, you want to help keep Mary and I uh, in business and of podcasting about uh, This Is Us or Swim. any of your favorite shows, <laughs> uh, go to OutlanderCastClan.com, just like Jessica did, and became a clan member there. So thank you, Jessica. Uh, the next one goes to Jessica Sheriff. She says, I feel triggered and ugly cried during this episode. So not sure if that means five lemonades, but uh, I think I'm just going to go ahead and give it five lemonades. Nice. I, I wonder yes. how many people were triggered by this episode. I feel like... There's a lot of things. There was a lot of things in this episode. Yeah, I think there's... I think this is probably... It's special... Not special, but it, it's specific to women for this kind of relationship but i will say i had a relationship like this it was actually my first relationship where the girl was totally controlling really yeah and it was like really bad i had to take medicine like anxiety medicine to like get over it and she's was very demanding very controlling and very like manipulative and so it doesn't happen to just women by the way it happens to guys as well so it's it can get ugly in there it can get very ugly so I get it. Go ahead. What's the next one we oh, got? Blair Gilmore said, I give this episode 4.5 lemonades. I was honestly underwhelmed by this episode. Blair, I'm very confused. Okay, if you gave it 4.5, how are you honestly underwhelmed? Blake, are you confused? Let's read on. Blair says. Uh, did you just happen to talk to me as I'm drinking soda? I didn't realize you were <laughs> drinking, man. I was reading Blair's comment. I still don't feel like we're getting the depth with Kate like we have with Randall and Kevin. I agree with the person above that said it felt like Rebecca had all of a sudden come to terms with her diagnosis and was completely okay and carefree of all the situation. It's just weird to me. Hmm. Her GBGs. Good. I just love neighbor Gregory and his comments, but I'm afraid that he has feelings for Kate and that could cause additional problems for her and Toby. Her bad is the skeezy psychopath grungy Mark. (laughs) P.S. All I think about when I see Mark is he was a skater boy. She said he says he's a lady boy. Whatever the ever living. Oh my gosh, I, that's all I keep thinking about. Oh my goodness, I wanted to crawl out of my skin whenever he was in a scene, especially the scene from the coffee shop when he was tossing out major red flags left and right, and that look he got when his internal switch was flipped. Full body shiver. Totally agree with you, Blair. Mm-hmm. It just broke my heart that Kate knew something was off with him, but was holding on to the false notion that he loved her. I think when they get into the cabin, he's going to try to have sex with her, and she fights him off, and he's going to lock her out and threaten to kill himself or something. Oh my gosh, Blair, you just went so dark. Oh my gosh. Oh, yep. But- well, that actually happened to me too. The girl what? was like, "I'm going to kill myself if you." Like she had a knife in her hands, like- and she was in my kitchen, in my kitchen with a knife, and she locked herself in the bathroom, saying. Uh, I think you ran- need to save some of this this for story time next week. I, I I think I will. I think I will because it was pretty brutal. I'm I'm not gonna lie, that you like re- recovered. I'm glad you found me. Yeah, me too. The only thing I do in a kitchen is look for a snack. 
<laughs> where, where are the cookies? <laughs> where are the crackers? Oh, my daughter ate them. Okay. Um, and <laughs> Blair's great was the mother-daughter bonding with present-day Kate and Rebecca. When they were singing together, I couldn't help but think they're, they're getting close and it might be too late with Rebecca starting to go downhill. Mm-hmm. I loved the lines about Miguel singing to Vuge when Divas, yes, Blair, <laughs> yes. And when Rebecca says, you're fat, I'm ancient, we're gorgeous. I also loved when Kate and Rebecca made her strong, all the feels. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to next week and hopefully getting some more answers. So where do you, like, what stands out most to you in this episode, my darling? Where where do you think we should begin since you're since you're running this bad boy? <sighs> let's just... Let's just go for like the sweetness first, okay? Let's do some story time. Oh, the fact yeah. that Jack never got to watch The Shining. Nope, never got to watch The Shining. Went to bed, <laughs> fell asleep with Kate in the bed. Let's also just acknowledge no third movie like you hoped. No, but it didn't have to but be. But we did have, it didn't have isn't to be it a ironic? Movie. We did have Alanis. Well, it didn't have to be a movie necessarily. I thought there would be a movie yeah. of some kind. But it didn't. It wasn't a movie. It was a, still a story that was being told. Yeah, but you were voting for a movie, so we're just gonna get that out of the way. You yeah. tried. <laughs> you I, tried. I tried. Fine. You know what? If Blake, if Blake was in the writers' room, it would have been a third like, movie. Because I got an idea. Hey, I really want to do this movie thing. I think it's, it's really great. Instead of VH1 divas yeah. or something, or they would have sung like the Bodyguard soundtrack. Oh, absolutely! About like protecting someone. <gasps> that would have been it. That it would have been, been the it. flipping bodyguard, and they would have been like a uh, queen of the night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just in the background, I would have. Blake. Yep. Okay. <laughs> In case people had any doubt, how big of a body of bodyguard fans you are now? I have that readily available. <laughs> readily fracking available. Oh my gosh. <laughs> just, a, just as a click of a button, I have some Whitney ready to go. Are we nerds? Yes. <laughs> yes, we are. Okay, um, so the but, cave, the storytelling, just the right. sweetness, the beauty of it, loved it. And as I said, in the end, at the end of the day, Kate, from day one, has wanted mama. Absolutely. And the, the funny thing is, is that Kate kind of gets mixed up throughout her whole life, putting her value in uh, others, putting her value as people interpret her, whether it is like, she's like, oh, I'm going to freak out about going to the pool. Like, I, I'm not even sure if I'm going to be able to do that. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to, I'm going to have anxiety about this. And, and she's so concerned about what other people are thinking about her um, and she's put her value into like what her dad thinks of her, put her value into what her mom, her, I mean, she uh, constantly her mom, yeah. thinks her mom's judging her or, or Mark or her brothers or whatever. Yet here she is after rejecting her mother for so long saying, no, this is exactly what I, you need. know what I love? Like Jack, aside from being told about his mother's size mm-hmm. is never going to necessarily, yes, he's, he'll be able to see shadows, but like, Kate's biggest feet like her you know she's very self-conscious of the way that she looks mm-hmm. and Jack 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 yep is blind right so he'll never see it all he'll have all you need is love all you need is love and another thing that I really like too in the story that you know little Kate is telling you know dad Jack oh uh, the prince disappears yeah and all she wants is her mom he dies because he dies like oh my god like how special is that like and and the fact that she she's talking about this prince and of course you're thinking about it in terms of like how toddler Kate is imagining this story and the prince is holding her and the prince is her dad and like 
oh, and the thing that she wants is her, like, dude, tears, All like legitimate tears. tears. And it was just beautifully shot, beautifully shot, especially that shot when she, when toddler Kate is running out and she finally sees her mommy. You just see her like, running. I want Mandy Moore's head. I want her earrings. I just I want, want to hair. be. I want to be I want Mandy her dress. Moore. Can I just be Mandy Moore? And I see it almost every episode. The way that this this amazing actress can change, even how she walks. Okay, yes. older Rebecca, she's got a little bit of like a cowboy walk. She she walks a little like, um, not it. You know what I mean? She doesn't have. The, you know when Elsa comes out, and she's like the cold didn't bother me anyway. And she's got that like sultry kind of like make your legs walk in the straight line. Older yes. Rebecca just walks a little bit more stably. Do you even notice? It's so many little things that I can't get over how well she does this. Yep, absolutely. I'm so bad at acting that I'm just in <laughs> awe of it. You just be walking around, where's my snacks? <laughs> where's my snacks? <laughs> um, so you talked about the relationship. Oh, I'm sorry. You're, you're running the episode No, today. you can continue. No, no, well. You were on a roll. No, no. You talked about how the relationship between, um, you know, Rebecca and Kate uh, is real. It's a thing that happens, uh, and it's a special relationship. What about how special it is? What stood out to you about that? Like, what is what what makes this so special for between? Because it's hard for me to understand as as a male uh, that kind of bonding that females have, especially when when they're mothers and they grow, have grown older together. Like, what what about that is so special? Well, I think first and foremost that they were the only females in this family, you know, in this like house of men, you know, there's this things that girls go through in many different levels. And then, as you said, both of them were mothers and um, and also mothers that have had to go through some pretty significant situations with their infants, Mm -hmm. Um, mothers who have their own struggles and uh, have possibly some secrets. Well, Kate doesn't really have any secrets. Let's be real. I don't know. I just, I loved how they both kind of came clean and how they have both put their children first. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. They put, they're both putting the kids first. And I think it's, again, we'll, we'll use the word ironic, but it's ironic that it's Rebecca who just takes care of Kate. Exactly. And that's why I think the song choice was perfect. Right. And I mean, because because Kate is has held so much against her for so long and it's Rebecca who says, "You know what? Whatever, man. Like let's just go swimming." And we're, Kate's we're reaction to hearing about her mom's illness was perfect. In what way? Um first the way that Rebecca was able to handle it. How Becca, Rebecca's just come to grips with it and is saying YOLO. You know, mm-hmm. like, let's just do this. Um, and because of how Rebecca was able to share that with Kate, it put Kate at ease. Mm-hmm. And rather than Kate be dominated by fear like Randall is, and this is why it's going to be interesting to find out when Kevin finds out about Rebecca's illness, but also to see how Kevin reacts to it. So we have had Randall, who is overly involved and very anxious and consumed by this worry. And then obviously we're going to see how it affects Kate in the future. But for right now, Kate has the initial, oh my God. But then Yolo's with her mom. Right. Absolutely. You know, know, it's something funny too that we've mentioned. I, I know that I have mentioned it on this show, which is... I think we've, as a collective audience, have placed our love and care and our expectations 
on Jack. Like Jack has, Jack was the 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 main hero of the story, and uh, he was the the uh, the the mover, the giant mover of this story, if mm-hmm. you will. Uh, and I think so far the show, it especially in both seasons at the end of season three and certainly in season four, the show is certainly making a case that that's not the case here. It, that, that is not the issue. The, 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 the person that is the giant mover of this story, and it is definitely evidenced in this episode is Rebecca. Rebecca is the giant mover of this story when it comes to uh, all of her children and, uh, even the this the little makeup little pretend story that toddler Kate is telling, what she really wants is her mom. What makes Rebecca the the central figure of this story is it begins with her. It will probably end with her at some point at the when she when she passes away. We already know that they they've already filmed the end scenes in that timeline where where Rebecca is her. You know where she's all messed up. Um, and not only that, there's this, there's this great moment too, where Rebecca says to Jack, oh, you're my hero, uh, for the way that, you know, he handles all the kids and, but it, he's really not the hero. It's Rebecca. Who's the one who's going to rescue Kate, teenage Kate. Rebecca is the one who, when Jack is gone, she's the one taking charge and making sure that her family is safe. What do you think about that, Marvin? I like it. I think so. I dig it. Yeah. I think I think that's the way that the I, show is going. I may not feel like that could be said of the first three seasons, but I agree. It's the peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, but you know, also too, if you recall, even when... Because it's not just about one person, but I, but I agree. Because what I'm saying is that, like, for the first couple of seasons, you are caring about Jack. You're trying to solve the pieces of the puzzle of like what, where, why, how with mm-hmm. Jack. Um, and there were a couple of episodes where you're like, I don't really like Rebecca right now. Which, truth be told, that's human. You're not going to like a person every single day. Right. People are going to bother you and ruffle your feathers. Not everybody's your cup of tea every day. Right. But I would agree that now in this latter portion, it is revolving around. Um, their relationship with their mom. I also like the the scene too, if you remember from a couple of seasons ago where Jack kind of closes the door on Rebecca and is like, no, no, we need to like figure our lives out here. Like when, when they're in trouble, you know, like uh, emotionally and mm-hmm. their relationships in trouble. And Rebecca is the one who gets the door shut on her, but nope, she knocks back in the door and says, nope, come home. Yeah. Come home. We're going to fix this. And I just, I feel like they've made Rebecca under <laughs> right under our very noses they've made her the main character of the story and the person that we should be putting all of our love and care and trust into just as she's allowing and she's forcing Kate to get out of her comfort zone yeah and she's saying listen yeah this this whole thing with uh, the dementia and all that could that it's could not be great bob that could be yeah definitely that could definitely be really not great bob but she says, I'm just going to live my life. I'm going to do what I got to do, and we're going we're gonna to do what we need to do. Seriously, from now on, when Rebecca YOLOs, we need to find like a sound effect for YOLO. What do you mean? Rebecca's, I feel like Rebecca's going to, you know, YOLO a lot okay. from here on out. Just oh, like live life saying. to the fullest. Say what she needs to say. Let Miguel buy all of the inflatables. <laughs> maybe, Every inflatable there ever was. Maybe Rebecca will even wear... Um, the pilgrim hat. 
Ooh, I like that idea. Writers, if you haven't written Thanksgiving yet, just putting it out there. <laughs> Maybe for season five, you can write Rebecca wearing a Pilgrim Rick hat. <laughs> that will be my one. <laughs> one, one. One question I have for okay. you, sweetheart, is uh, the whole deal with Gregory and Kate, where do you think they're going with this? I'm good. I'm good with it. What do you mean you're good with it? Like you're okay with it or you're all set with it? I'm okay with it. Really? I know. Oh my gosh, I know. Oh I just went my there. goodness. <laughs> Shame. How is that possible? Because, okay, let's be real. The only other friend that Kate Pearson has, in, or whatever her new name is in her life, yep. is Madison. And she just slept with the brother. Bless Madison's heart. Once again, can Madison <laughs> please go to Hawaii? But, like, there's not a lot of substance there. Not a lot going on, and Gregory has not done anything inappropriate, in my opinion, with no. Kate. Yes. Is she a married person? Yes. If Toby wasn't such a... Is she emotionally cheating on Toby? I don't think so at this point. She just got done telling her about telling Gregory about all the, the, the stuff that they're doing at He's Blind her Camp. only friend. Madison's being... Banged. Yep. <laughs> she probably tried Madison and she was busy. <laughs> busy with Kevin. And she wanted to tell somebody. And here's the thing. Like, Gregory cares about Jack-Jack. He Certainly. does care. Certainly. So would it be a little bit easier to swallow if Gregory was Gemma? Okay. We'll just stick with the G name. Like, if Gregory was not male, would we all be like, wow, that's so nice that Kate finally has a friend who cares about her kid. Okay, let me flip it on you. Let me Go flip. for it. Let's say if the roles were reversed and this were me yep. calling to a friend about our kid's blind camp, would you be okay with this? Okay, so here's where it gets a little tricky. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Toby's being a bad dad and Toby's being a bad husband. Okay. Yes. So will if Gregory becomes a catalyst for the Toby-Kate breakup... I will be unhappy. Okay. But Toby and Kate, in my opinion, are already breaking up. Whether or not Kate eventually ends up with Gregory, I don't care. I'm glad that Kate has a companion. So, like, here's the scoop. When when you were going through some tough stuff mm -hmm. and you leaned on a female friend, mm -hmm. okay, I called you out on it because it was inappropriate, in my opinion. I was like, that's what I'm here for, right? Mm -hmm. sure. You get, come to me, you don't go to her. Sure. <laughs> but... We also like want to stay together and want to have a healthy marriage. And this is where it's tricky because I I don't listen, I hope the show doesn't go down a route of Kate ending up with Gregory. I don't think that's gonna I be. I think the that's case. just gross and sticky, and I think that this show should have realistic expectations that men and women can be friends. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, well, we've we, got a we, lot we, of we Kevin. Just got, we just got done a couple of episodes saying that women, women and men can't be friends. Can't do it. Do you have any female friends? I mean, yeah, but not like that. Like, I would love it if Gregory got a girlfriend. I, they're more acquaintances than anything. Like, but still cared about Jack. I'm just saying I would like for them to be friends. Maybe he can get a move-in girlfriend, and then he and Kate and new girlfriend can be friends, and they can play board games together every Friday that, night. That's different. Uh, I'm just saying I'm cool with it. I think okay. people are judging it way too soon. Okay, fair and enough. And I think that Gregory is Kate's first legitimate 
good quality friend that I've ever seen in this show. Yes. I've seen everybody else have a bajillion friends. I mean, truth be told, Kevin doesn't really have any friends either, but he just... He's Kevin Pearson. Yeah, whatever. He doesn't need friends. No, he does. He actually has like a lot of problems. The only friend he has in his life is Sophie. That's true. That's true. And I'm not sure how much longer that's going to last. The only person that knows how to make friends is Randall. <laughs> Everybody else, they need to go to meetup.com and make some flipping friends. Go I'm on serious. a camping trip at, at, at the... At, nope. At the, don't know. Don't go camping with new friends. You don't go camping with new friends? Nope. <laughs> Why not? People fire in their sleep. <laughs> changes your opinion. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> Oh, all right. They could be sleep talkers like me. Oh, oh God. watch out. Talking about chickens. I, I love when I have to warn people. Like when I sleep in a hotel room with somebody and I'm like, so just so you know, <laughs> I may talk in my sleep. Please don't uh, be alarmed. Okay, so can I can I get like a little serious? Absolutely. I know that you're not okay with the fact that I'm okay with Gregory. Well, it's not that I'm not okay with it. It's just like I'm surprised by it, number one. But I, I am definitely intrigued as to where they're going to go with it. I appreciate the fact that someone cares about Jack-Jack. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Go ahead. What do you got? I just wanted to give major props to This Is Us team for highlighting um, like domestic violence and domestic abuse in the month of February because the month of February is like Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Oh, okay. Did not know that. Yeah. Hello. I worked in the women's center in college. <laughs> if y'all forget about, did I talk about the flood, the vagina monologue script, yes. the flood here on uh, This Is Us? Oh, not on This Is Us. I don't think you, you did it on Outlander Cast, but I don't think I don't think you did it on This Is Us. <laughs> so good. So anyway, I just think that it's really timely that this episode airs in the month of February, and that of course we're going to be probably delving into it a little bit next week, um, mm-hmm. just because. It that that is seems where it very seems to be going. Timely yeah. uh, that it happens this month and it gets people talking about it. So because it's of course it doesn't have to be physical, sexual. It can be emotional abuse. Um, so well done, this is us team. I don't know if they meant to do that on purpose, but once again, timely. All right, uh, you got anything else you want to say about this episode? Nope. You want to do some in and out? Are you okay with Gregory? Uh, I'm not okay with it. I'm I'm more intrigued by it. And and the other thing is, you want to know why I'm really okay with it? Okay. She told her mom she wasn't talking to Toby. If she was hiding, and she's like, oh yeah, that was totally Toby, then we'd have to be worried. Yes, I would and agree with that. she introduced her, you know what I mean? Like, yep, yep, nope, I get it. I, get I don't it. think Kate has any shadiness. I think she's just happy she has a friend who um, has more passions uh, than party planning. Yeah, I don't think she, I don't think, but but again, I, I chose my question very carefully and, and, and purposefully. Is she emotionally cheating on Toby? Not necessarily physically cheating, but emotionally. Not yet. Uh, I, it can definitely be a slippery it, It's slope. going down the road. Like if, if uh, as, like the exit as emotionally, ramp is there. yeah, as emotionally cheating goes, we're 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 but, we're feet away. But here's the thing: she could have taken that exit ramp, and instead she talked to her mom. Uh, okay, fair enough. So now she's able to have she hit the rumble strip. She hit the rumble strip, and it said, "Hey, <laughs> hey, don't think it's a good job. Good job, Blake. <laughs> That'll wake you up. Yes. All right. Good. So, uh, so in or out? You got it. Sure. All right, let's do it. I was thinking, well, hold on. What's it going to be, McFly? Are you in or out? So I was thinking about doing a music bit. (laughs) You were thinking? (laughs) That's a very dangerous thing. Uh, (laughs) 
Uh, you're welcome for that for Ooh, that beauty and for that beauty and the beast reference, dangerous, ladies and gentlemen. It's a dangerous pastime, like I know, not uh, a dangerous thing. Well, whatever. Dangerous pastime, I know. See, I can't even get my my damn beauty and the beast. No, you right. can't. Um, I was thinking about doing a music bed underneath the in or out segment. What I, do you think? I think that's very. That's a lot. That's a lot of stuff going on. At least for me right now. That's a lot for me to handle. Maybe in the future. Well, I'm not saying this very moment. I'm saying in the next episode. We can discuss the ins or outs of podcasting <laughs> outside of the in or out well, you, portion. You, you guys can tell us. Listen, anyway. I haven't eaten lunch right. and it, it is 2.30. Okay. All right. All right. In or out. Starting to get like Betty White. <clears throat> number, number one. In or out. Are you in or out on Alanis Morissette? In. <sighs> Oh my god, of course you're out. I'm not saying I'm out. You are giving out eyes. Whatever. Move on. You're a boy. I'm not saying I'm out, but what? I'm not in. I'm like, I exist with Atlantis Morris. You don't even know. <laughs> you it, lived a privileged life it, as like a preteen and teenager, so you don't even know the pain that Atlantis was able to pull in us. Sorry, I wasn't when we were like teenage girl. Sixteen and our mom wouldn't like our boyfriend and we were like, you oh my to God. listen to jagged little pill. Yeah, what else? And like we <laughs> With our eyeliner. Uh, all right. In or out on Ben Folds 5. 100% in. Way in. Good. Way in. Okay. I've, that song, Kate, is a great song. And yes. I, I, I'm kind of upset now that that song is ruined. By, it's not ruined, Blake. It's a little, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's a little bit, there's a, there's a blemish on it now. Okay. Is there a blemish on it? Not at all for N- me. No blemish? Okay. Move on. Uh, in or out, <laughs> swimming at night. All about that. Love swimming at night. Okay. I'm all about the swimming We've at night. We've never swam at night together, though. Oh, we, sw- we swim in the ocean once at night. With our kids? Not with the kids, no. When? When did we swim in the ocean at night? And, um, I think that was your other girlfriend. Yeah, it was definitely my other girlfriend. The mean one. Yeah, no, no. Then you were like, I need to find this like tall, awkward, nerdy, No, no, no. I girl. know we swam in the ocean at night. I don't know about that, but continue. All right. Um, uh, in or out? Uh, karaoke. All in. Way out. Karaoke. If I wanted to listen to a song, I want to hear the people who actually sang the song sing the song. Yeah. I don't want to hear some jabroni that just got done slugging a zillion beers screwing up a song that I like. I mean, the problem is, is that you are like, you can't match pitch. So you're not good at karaoke. Are you're you not even me like that, in you, the rain of karaoke. <laughs> so that's okay. I love karaoke. And my oh, favorite thing about karaoke oh. is to pick unsuc- unsuspecting songs. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of my favorites that I am known for is the thong song. <laughs> thong, 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 thong. I do love me a good mbop. Um, so yeah. Mary. Um, that, but see, that's like. That's what people expect me to sing is sure. like a good high standard song. I come in with the greasy remnants, but that people still know. Gotcha. Okay. You know what I mean? Do I, you not know Mbop? Oh, oh, come on, Hanson. Who does not know Mbop? Exactly. Come on. What are we doing? That's here? what I go for. Why, how dare you suggest that I, I don't, don't know, know. Hanson? You were like, we're going to a completely legitimate realm of music. Because <laughs> everyone's like, oh, Mary, you're a musician. What are you going to sing? Like, Alanis Morissette, and I'm like, the thong song, Avi. <laughs> All right, in or out on Pulp Fiction, the movie. Why is that in here? Because that was the movie that was oh, referenced. Yeah. And that got Mark all upset. Yes. In or out on Pulp Fiction. Hmm. In or out on Quentin Tarantino, the director of hmm. Pulp Fiction. Eh? Hmm. You're out on Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Oh, I fell man. asleep. Okay, fine. Uh, in or out on Coffee with a Girlfriend or Boyfriend's Parents. It depends who. Sometimes they love me. Sometimes they don't. <laughs> like my dad. <laughs> my 
my dad's not a big fan. Prior right to my relationship with you, I would have been in. My, my dad's not a big fan of me right now. So he, he, I don't think he had coffee with either of us Maybe at this moment. Maybe he's listening. He probably, probably is. Although he wouldn't even know. How, he doesn't even know how to t- turn the, turn Watch the podcast. Watch him be listening. Uh, like my mom. My mom might have told him. He, yeah, okay. Uh, in a route, uh, on your mom being your best friend. Well, first off, now that I had to tell my mom to stop saying interesting to me, now we can be friends. <laughs> my mom told me, for this is us two people who don't know, my mom once told me, oh, when I really don't actually like what someone's saying to me, rather than tell them the truth, I just say, interesting. Because that's not my saying, like, I approve, it's just interesting. And then my mom would use interesting with me. All the time. All the time. <laughs> and I finally called her out. I said, mom, you can't tell me your secret word and then use it on me. <laughs> All right, in or out on record stores. In. I love record. There's a smell in record stores that I love. It's called old. Old and like the vinyl smell. Oh, God. It smells so good. Yeah. So good. All right. In or out on VH1 and MTV. I didn't have it until I went to college. Get out of here. Really? You didn't have it? Like, that, you didn't no, have, man. That we was got part the of the cable package. I didn't have cable. Oh, well. Oh, wait. wait we you you had basic cable. No. You didn't have cable at all. Antenna, man. Oh, we got okay. four channels. If we were lucky, we got five. All right, fair Depends enough. Depends how the wind was blowing that day. <laughs> Us paupers who had to eat parfait. Poor people parfait. Poor people parfait. <laughs> we didn't get cable. People would be like, oh, did you see the, the Disney movie? No. Was it on NBC? I was eating poor people parfait. Was it the ABC Sunday 8 p.m. movie of the week? Because if not, no. You want to know how I had movies? I had to watch it and sit down and press record. And then you better be careful when the commercials are coming on because you got push pause. No, Blake, I did not have VH1 or MTV until I went to college, at which point I was too studious and busy watching E.T. You didn't want to watch Road Rules and uh, no. the, the early beginning. See, I was a big fan of the- Of course uh, you were. This is once again why it's so good we didn't meet in college. I was a big fan of the real world Seattle, only because the two guys from Boston were on that show. You would actually spend time watching other people. I did. I did. I enjoyed the real world Seattle. This explains so much. You want to know why I watched it? It's because I was sick one day. I was at home. One day. Yeah. No, no. And they had a whole they had a whole marathon. And yeah. I watched the entire run of the real world Seattle. And there were two guys from Boston on and there that, that I liked. Okay. That's why that's how I know it. Well now I know why you were not a high achiever in activities. <laughs> oh man. Did okay. you do anything? What do you mean did I do anything? The answer is no. I asked you, like, did you do clubs? Were you an active yeah, person I, in I your was, collegiate? I was in the history society. I was the vice president of the history society. How often would you meet? At least once a month. What would you even talk about? History stuff. Trying to come up with. <laughs> I'm to... calling your bluff. Look at no, you're I'm really, such a liar. I'm this really is not. The first time I've ever heard about a history society. I'm going to Google that. The, the history Anselm. society in San Anselm College. Oh, yeah, I yeah. was the vice president. In, yeah, it's in Blake's going to make like a blogger in website. No, I I really was the histor the history society for oh for, for one year. No, for 2004 and 2005, I was the vice president. What'd you do? We had we held movies, we held events, we did all that stuff. What is what does a vice president in a group even do? You control it. No, you don't. You run the meetings. Continue. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're welcome. It's true. That that's not a lie. That's <laughs> we a, we watched. Movies. Why would I make something up about the history <laughs> society of Saint Anselm College? It's the like, first time I ever heard about you being an involved member in your community. No, other than that, I didn't really do too much. In I college. know. <laughs> I just played Madden and drank beers. <laughs> I know. I was the guy at the karaoke slugging a zillion beers. That was me. Uh, in route, <laughs> lastly, 
<laughs> so good we met post college. So good. <laughs> Lastly, uh, in or out on sad three. So in. I'm I'm in on the sad. Let three. me tell you guys, February sucks. Okay, everyone's sad. <laughs> everyone's sad in February. We have seasonal depression in our this house. whole family is like the whole family is even just... our little lad. He's like. He didn't want to do an activity to... yesterday. And I was like, buddy, why are you not doing your activity? And he goes, I'm just sad. I'm like, you're six. <laughs> what, do you have st- what, what, are you, what are you sad about? Did something happen? No. No. Just I just sad. have worries. Go play oh with God. dragons. Get out of here. Why are you're you sad. Are you borrowing Kate's eyeliner? What's going on? <laughs> Go put on Atlantis Morse. Okay. Let's. All right. I'm all hungry. Right. All right. Uh, you got a hot take? Nope. I do. All right, so my hot take is this. Randall has broken his hand punching the dude uh, after he discovered him trying to rob the lady with the pocketbook, right? Uh, Randall and Kevin and uh, Rebecca are driving in the teenage years to the cabin to go rescue Kate. Something must happen here with the three of them. I'm sorry, the four of them in in this, this kid, Mac guaranteed Mac randall randall is the one who's worried all the time he's very protective he's he's going to take care of business he's going to go up to maki mac and pound that kid into oblivion right into friggin bolivia that's oh what he's going to do no, yep he's and, had all this as someone who like i associate mostly with randall sure absolutely hell hath no fury and he's going to and end the teenage year he's going to break the same hand that would be so sad. I, he's going to break. But it's the not same like hand. he plays piano. So I know, but fine. he's going to break the same hand that he broke. Um, now he won't be able to write all of his papers. <laughs> he's going to have to have Beth do it for him. So I, I don't know, but that's what's going to happen. He's going to break the same hand, uh, and uh, that that'll be that. So that is my hot interesting take. hot take. You know, so we'll see. <laughs> interesting, <laughs> very freaking funny. All right, you ready to close out the show on this bad boy? It's for you, mom. Let's do it. Go. You know what I hated about this song? Was finding out that these were all like real stories. Really? Oh my gosh. The death row guy? When this song came out, I was what? Eighth grade? My history teacher that year was so crazy. She would teach us all these things like how to put coins, uh, not coins, keys in between your fingers so that if someone tried to attack you, you could cut them. (laughs) I was in eighth grade. We didn't even drive cars. I didn't even have keys. Anyway, so she taught us. <laughs> yeah, right? She was crazy. She taught us how to balance a checkbook. Once again, I was in eighth grade. Didn't have a checkbook. <laughs> What's a checkbook? But she taught us about the guy who got convicted. And like two or ten minutes later, they oh he got convicted of like murder or something crazy. And then they killed him. With the death penalty, uh-huh. and then like between two and ten minutes later, they figured out that like, oh, it wasn't him; it was someone else. Was some other dude? Th- like huh. this? Isn't yeah. that ironic? Seriously, man. Don't you think? <laughs> now I know how to balance a checkbook. Hey, do you know that Lannis Morissette is still touring? Yeah, she's still. Th- she's gonna be at Great Woods, July 9th. She like came back. She wasn't for a while, and then yeah, yeah. She's she's back, honey. Where it, have you been? Where is like Avril Lavigne, like? I don't think Avril Lavigne's a thing. No, no, anymore. no. What I'm saying is, is Avril Lavigne like the like no. a low rent Alanis no. Morissette? No, no, she's not. Avril Lavigne was like, I'm gonna be the bad Taylor Swift. Oh, like okay. I'm gonna be the emo Taylor Swift. Well, isn't Alanis Morissette kind of the emo? No, no. 
Alanis Morissette is your soul sister who like <laughs> will do anything with you in camp. She will keep your secrets. She will fight for you. She'll send you underwear. She, she, don't mess with her. She's her own. I don't. One day I will figure out who to compare her to. But no, she is no Avril Lavigne. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, you can hear, you can keep hearing all of these conversations between Marion and Blake, uh, in in myself, obviously, um, about Alanis Morissette, Avril Lavigne, and all the great type kind of things. And just check us out at MarionBlake.com where you can find all of our podcasts. Or if you want to talk to us about how Alanis Morissette is nothing like Avril Lavigne, you can do so. Just look us up at uh, Mary and Blake on all different kinds of social media. As we talked about earlier, definitely not on TikTok. That's how that works. Not well. We are on TikTok. Well, technically we are. It's just one post. It's me with an Outlander themed <laughs> coffee mug. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. So, are you a believer that all of these things that she talks about isn't that they're not ironic? That they're not ironic. Yes, they that, are, like that's the thing. That's the, the all the people that people say like, oh, so it, it, what she's <laughs> fair enough. Well, we'll close up the show. For Fine. Now, I'm Mary. My name's Blake, and this is us too. <laughs> I'm hungry. Yeah, we could talk about this over a sandwich. Okay, you don't need to keep asking me nonsensical questions. We're supposed to be closing out the show. I'm. You stop. haven't pushed stop. I want you to wrap it up, man. Betty White is coming out. <laughs> There's no stickers in sight. <laughs> Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.